Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a main music production, and I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, and this is episode six of season five. Title, De Yud Dem Tichna. Yes, when the student becomes the teacher. Throughout this episode, I want you to listen to the youth as they share their truths with you. And when I say with you, I'm not just talking about the older generation. I'm talking about the younger generation too. Because we're now talking to each other Use this platform as a tool, as a tool to communicate, to tell your story, to share things that may be difficult to share in the face or face-to-face with the very people or persons or characteristics that you really want to share with or communicate this truth to. Yes. I truly do love this podcast. This first group is out of Limbloom in Inglewood, Chicago. Then we have Sherwood in Inglewood, Chicago. And the last group that you're going to hear from will be from Homan on the west side. And when I tell you those boys broke that thing down, ooh, y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm so proud of these youth. And the program, A Journey to Manhood, provided these youth with this summer called the Safe Summer Passage Program, where the youth got paid for doing what they liked doing. They got paid learning new skills, DJing, life skills, how to earn money, how to make money, how to save money entrepreneurship skills along with several other things you'll hear them mention this episode's focus is on commitment number eight of the 15 commitments of conscious leadership I commit to expressing my full magnificence and to supporting and inspiring others to fully express their creativity and live in their genius. It's opposite. I commit to holding myself back and not realizing my full potential by living in areas of incompetence, competence, and excellence. What does that mean? Put on those thinking caps, open our ears, our hearts, and close our mouths. And let's hear what these youth, our youth, our children, our future has to say. I guarantee you, you'll be surprised and pleased with what you hear and feel for that matter. So, let's go. Let's go.
my partners, A Journey to Manhood, and we're at Limbloom Park with the teen program, the work study program. So as we always do on True Chat, we go around and we introduce ourselves. Give us something about who you are. Hi. Hello. Um, my name is Marquez Potter. Um, I'm 19. And I like games. Hi. Um, my name is Winter, and I'm very athletic, and I like to communicate with people. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dorian. Um, I'm 16, and I like to do cross country. Hi, my name is Mia, and I'm 15, and I'm very outspoken. DJ feel good. Hi, I'm Richard Burnett, Journey to Manhood. What would you all say was your most favorite thing to do this summer, particularly in a Journey to Manhood? program. I can go first. Um, I would say that my favorite thing was coming in and like talking about what's going on in the real world and like how they would have people come in and talk about like financial stuff and like stuff that we would have to adapt to as we get older because it's, and I would say like the financial thing and stuff that we talked about, I would say it was really helpful because me, I'm not really good with financial stuff, my, with financial stuff myself, but I would say it's helpful. They have people come in and talk to us about certain things and that you can like actually use in the real world. Miss Outspoken. Yeah. No, that's what I'm here. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really you. wanting to know from all of you all, from oh. each of you all, to speak. Um, what 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 is something? What was one of your favorite your favorite things to do here? Most favorite. Um, I came in and I start. I like helping kids, and that was my favorite thing to do. Okay. I like help people. I like help, I like being helpful. You know, it helps make other people's jobs easier. So yeah, that's it. So out of the help, you said you like work. You like helping kids. Yeah. Is I'm, that? I'm good with kids because um, I got younger siblings that I take care of. My mom at work. So. Do you feel like any of the skills that you learn from this summer program can help you with that? Yeah, I'll be. I gotta be more patient. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> now y'all hear this, right? These are 15, 16 year olds saying that the kids. Now, when I when I started this, remember I told y'all these were the guys from off the streets, right? And you know these are my brothers or whatever. Not my brother brothers, but they're my brothers, you know. And so they like the two of them. One was 26, and the other one was uh, 21 or 22, something like that. And he said, that y'all don't listen. <laughs> he said, now what I mean is you all's age group, not necessarily you all in particular, of course, because y'all don't know who I'm talking about. But that was the, the whole conversation. So it's, it's funny to me to hear you all say the same thing about a, a younger generation. I mean, because they don't listen. Really it's like you could talk to them and tell them the same yeah. thing 20 times, and then five yeah. minutes later you're going to see them doing the thing. And that's just like... And I get it, you know, I get it, like, I don't know. I just feel like I was more, I want to say listening, but I was still, like, kind of a bad kid. 
I feel like kids younger than us don't live somewhere because me myself, I got about 12 like nephews and nieces all put together and none of them listen. Like, they're they're bad. I but was real blunt this summer. I feel like it's the generation. It's, have y'all noticed, like, different generations are, like, more... I don't know. It's like technology. It, it messes with stuff. It's messed it's with stuff. Did you get that on your own, or did somebody, uh, an adult, kind of plug in? Or you, 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 this is what you're picking up? No, because when, okay, so when I was little, um, I didn't really have a phone. Oh. When I was little, um, I never really, like, had a phone or much technology. Um, even though I used to always stay in the house, but there was just, like, this um, double CD v, uh, v, VHS player. Yep. So I used to, that's what I, I would always be in the garage or at my grandma's house just watching all the movies that they bought. And in the summer, I would also like just go outside, mind you, like no phone. And then after that, now, I don't know, it's kind of like technology and the pandemic. The pandemic definitely did not help at all. The pandemic made us more attached to all of our devices because now... I mean, you could, they basically just it's gave you a way active. to do school at home. Right, like kids don't want to be active. Kids don't want to be active. They and it's like, just like, it's like parents, <laughs> it's like you'll wake up in the morning and then like parents will be like, go outside, stop being on your phone all day. Stop being like in front of a screen all day. But then when, when the pandemic came and we had to do online school, that was what we was used to. Like, that's what so, we had to adapt to, being in front of a screen 24-7. How do y'all feel about that? I honestly didn't like it, to be honest. Because it was like, yeah, being on my phone from time to time, yeah, it's cool, whatever. But it was like, it was like I had to be in person for school because I'm a better learner when I'm learning in person. It was like online was real difficult. And it was like, at that point, I barely wanted to be on my phone. I didn't even want to sit in front of a screen. I just... What about the social aspect of it? I mean, I know that yeah. Yeah, as far as you missing your friends and just being able to communicate one-on-one -on -one with each other as opposed to on your phone or video chat. Did y'all miss that? That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, for me, like, I was anti-social before the pandemic. Huh? Yeah. I was real anti-social before the pandemic, and it got worse after, like, during the pandemic. But now it's like, once you start getting around people and getting used to it, it's like, uh, it's like it, it kind of breaks you out of that that want to be alone stage yeah that habit of not wanting to talk to people and it's like when you're sitting at home at a screen all day it's like all you are is so just alone. alone right you just so used to be alone you don't really talk to people so now it's like now I just have like more of a social anxiety type thing but I eventually had to calm myself down and be like oh you gotta like get back to me and used to this because it's not gonna be like this forever that's honestly how it was me too. I remember like during the pandemic and stuff when it was like in the middle of it I would beg my mama to let my best friend come over because I was like I can't do it anymore she was like you talk to her I was like yeah on the phone like I don't want to see her through a screen that's just pixels on a phone and so, like, I would just beg her to let her come over. But then eventually when it started dying down, I was like, I've only been able to see, like, two friends that I know well throughout the whole pandemic. Another question. Did it um, change your outlook, like, probably before the pandemic and everything was normal and y'all was so used to, I mean, you would see people at school, but still, you were still used to 
texting, yeah. video chatting all the time, you know, not even caring about the social aspect of it. But when the pandemic came and you was forced to do that, now did it change your outlook on saying, man, maybe I should be more sociable as far as in person as opposed to my phone or video? I don't know. I was I was already antisocial before the pandemic came, so I was like, eh, I'm I'm pretty much in the middle about it. Yeah, wasn't because I talk a lot. All I do is talk. It's hard to believe. Y'all talking now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because exactly. I know girls and women, but just right now, it's hard to believe. Like, yeah, I, she, it's like I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm usually like really quiet, and when I get yeah. too quiet, people be concerned. Like, cause I have this really like goofy personality, so it's like I'm always laughing or doing something that's weird. But it's like, yeah, fun. it's like when I get into a title that like I'm interested in that I like to talk about, then yeah, I'll talk. Cause usually right. during these meetings, I never talk. Like, I I'm just be always quiet. quiet. I'm just like, <laughs> right. I'd be scared to talk cause I don't like. I don't usually like talking in front of people. So, so why have you all talking? Cause this is beautiful. And let me tell you y'all something. More than anything, I always want the girls to talk. The guys are talk for whatever reason. I can usually build a relationship, but I really want to talk to the girls because this is something, especially like if you all don't know, we set the tone. The world may tell us tell you something different, but sisters, we set the tone. No matter what kind of woman you are, and so if you know that and you move in that in that in that uh, spirit then believe that the world will change around you. But it's like a knowing. So for me, I come to the younger sisters because y'all came here with a gift. Y'all came here with a gift to tell us, to show us how to lead you. All we're here to do is to lead. I mean, that's not all we're here to do, but you get what I'm saying as it relates to the young folk, as it relates to the, the younger generations. That is what we're supposed to do. And what has been happening in our communities and in our culture is that there's been a lack, a lack of trust because a lack of communication. We don't com converse like this. So we don't know what y'all need or want. Sometimes I say we don't know what y'all want. We may know what y'all need, but things change, life change. And I'll give you a perfect example. I rode the bus everywhere growing up. There was, it, was a, it was a sense of freedom around the city. Exactly. So because of that, I could travel outside the city. Metro go outside the city. <laughs> and then you, and, and I was an Amtrak queen, okay? I love Amtrak. I would travel the world, the country on Amtrak. So my mate's daughter would not get on the bus and I didn't understand. Like, she, like we needed to take her everywhere. And I'm like, what? I don't understand that. To me, yeah. you're taking something away. But because of the stuff that had been happening and going on in the city mm -hmm. with the killings and da-da-da-da-da, maybe she's afraid to be on the bus. She, we didn't have that kind we of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's different. So that, that even yeah. having phones. I remember taking phones like, yo, but it's a different day. Mm -hmm. So it's us to understand. But in order for us to understand, y'all have to be able to communicate. You know? Another thing that this, this podcast is for, we can come back and listen to it. Because sometimes some adults you ain't going to be able to talk to, and vice versa. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Just like it's some exactly. kids we ain't going to be able to reach. Exactly. exactly. Like y'all sitting here talking about now, they bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And me being a father of two, 
I have a 29-year-old and a 23-year-old. I started early with them talking about how to diffuse situations, how to be your own person, don't follow. Exactly. Be your own man and woman. Learn how to think. And don't be lazy. I taught them early. And with my influence, they are the people where they are now, where they don't follow, especially my daughter. I talk to her about sex early. I do mean early, coming from a man. Now, you know how fathers feel about their daughter, but I feel like this, if I gotta tell my son is, I gotta tell her that too. What to look out for, what he gonna try to do to sweeten you up to get you what he want. And I told her straight up. <laughs> I had to, and that's why she don't play. You treat them equally? It, oh yeah. I like that. Of course. Cause it's like, it's like this here. Men are gonna run game to get what they want. And I told my daughter that at 10. Yeah. She started looking at boys and I noticed it. But I told her this, if he's not gonna sacrifice for you, when you get older, you don't need him. Period. If he can't take the garbage out, you don't need him. He don't want to cut the grass and y'all living together, you don't need him. He can't go to work and cut the grass and help you around the house, don't need him. And to this day, my daughter has been with this guy four years. He has the same traits that I taught to her what man to look for. Four years he's been The guy works two jobs. He do what he wants. She needs something. She wants it. She do the same thing for him. Because it ain't all about you, it's Cohabitat. We work together. But I taught her early. And I very proud of her. Very. I treat it equal. Yeah, I will go crazy if he put his hands on me. I'm being honest with you on that, because I told him in his face, I don't get in your business. But if you put your hands on him, you're my business. I send my cigarettes and put my money on the books. That's one thing I ain't gonna tolerate. You ain't putting your hands on my door. I don't care if I'm ninety. <laughs> yeah, That'd be a sight to see. That's right. But <laughs> even with that, <laughs> you got he, you'd be you'd be surprised with um, when you get older and you start you move in such a certain way. You'd be surprised the power that you have. Mm -hmm. People sleep on on our elders, and it's so much power. It's so much knowledge with our elders. And for me, I'm always going to get it. And I try to get to the younger folk that I know that want it, so they, learn, they know how to approach the elders to get the information. And when I say it's gold, y'all, it's gold. Y'all think about it. some things that y'all didn't know before that you find out, and you're like, damn, it changed your world. Like, I can go do this. The same way like the internet. All this stuff y'all have. Like, I, like when this DJ, did y'all do DJ this year over here? Wait till he come over here. Wait till he start the DJ class. We want to teach y'all to be uh, self-independent, right. self-reliant. Mm -hmm. Why? So that you don't, when it comes, when y'all get in pickles or things that you don't want, you know how to think your way out of it, you can create what you do want. Because we do create our realities. Analyze your situation. You know, exactly. you can do it. It comes from... Practice. How do you get practice? How y'all get practice? We continue to do it. 
on the job yeah. training, continuing to do it, exactly. Yeah. So you learn the skill, DJ, and say, maybe you don't want to be a DJ, but I know all y'all like music. <laughs> I know y'all do, because we, we people of color. That's just, that's, that's yeah. a part of us. That's a part of how and we if communicate. You can use that vessel to enhance your finance or create a business, or maybe you're trying to take an extra course in college or something that costs something, you can do that job, DJ job and give you the money to afford to do some of the things that you want to do, you know, as well as have for them doing As well as the knowledge. And the knowledge, yeah. Because that business sense goes to any To any other avenue, thing. exactly what you would do, yeah. And that's what y'all got, that's what you take with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not, I'm going to DJ, but go get that. <laughs> so you can go get what you do want to get. Yeah. And then also, too, you can use common sense with your business. Exactly. Uh, Going back to what you said about your elders, I learned from the greatest elder of all time, my mother's dad, my grandfather. He taught me how to be a man. He taught me to stand on two feet. And when he gave me what he gave me, I pass on my son and daughter. So listen to your grandmother and they've been out here, they know what's going on. It's very important to listen to them. Mom and dad is cool, but there's nothing like that grandfather. Grandfather, grandmother. Because they've been on the planet. The thing is, here's, here's, here's the thing, and I'm going to teach y'all like, so you can see it clearly. And to me, this is a simple way of putting it. They've been on the planet longer, so they know how to survive. We have not, we didn't teach y'all well on how to survive. Even when, it, when you think of our boys out on the street, they don't know how to survive. They don't know how to survive except for what they're creating now. And what they're creating now is within something that don't want them to survive. Y'all starting to see it through this pandemic now. Through that, like the things that you all share, you want face to face. You want like after a while, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want my girl, I want my home girl, I want my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Or whoever. The world is trying to take that away. Yeah. There are forces that are trying to take that away because it's easier to control people this way. It's yeah. easier. Yeah. So if you know that, what would you do differently out in the world to fight against that? Because that's going to be you. Then you think about the other children. Y'all think about these children coming up. You can't feel it and see it now. And it, it's not necessarily fair to us to make you feel it and see it now, because we want y'all to be kids and enjoy yourself. But at the same time, we want you to be conscious, because those, your, your counterparts, they knowing it. And it would not be right if we wouldn't give it to you, which some of that we hadn't been doing. But I really appreciate your, you all sharing what you all shared and how you did. I didn't have to really ask the questions. That's what I've been looking for. Something else, y'all can also start a podcast and post your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is easy. This is something that if we, you know, I'm, I do percussion. So I'm coming over to do body percussion. This is a start to really talk and share it for the community. But this is also something that you all can do. Y'all probably, which you all will talk better amongst yourselves anyway. And can solve a lot of things that we haven't been able to. So that's something to think about uh, when you all do go back into schools. You all have a voice. Voice them, use them. My last question for you all, and then you all can share as much as you want. Have you all had any experience in, with violence here in Inglewood? And if so, what was your experience with it? 
Yes. Um, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that like like I like something happened to me, but it's like I live like literally a good what three to five minutes away from here, and it's honestly it's a lot of violence around where I stay. Like it was one night, me and my mom's literally sitting on the porch, and it's literally a drive by, like going directly past us, and we couldn't move quick enough to get in the house, so we literally had to like hide behind bushes, like. That's literally how bad the violence is there now. Literally, down the street from us, somebody was shot while we were in the house. So I would say it's been multiple times where it has been violence around us. And honestly, like, I tell my mama all the time, like, I don't like living here. I don't like living around here. Because it's always just so much violence. And it's just like, what if one day, like, that could happen to us? And it was another time where I was in the house and my mom was pulling up. She was coming from my aunt's house. And people were riding down the street just shooting, just being stupid. They, they were literally just riding down the street shooting as my mom was getting out the car. And they were shooting in the direction that she was getting out the car at. She was like, she know whether to get down. She know whether to go back in the car and duck. And that's when I guess eventually they rolled past. They didn't see her and she got in the house. And it was just like stuff like that is actually really scary. And it was like me, I personally don't like violence because I've lost a lot of family members to violence. And I honestly feel like it should stop because it's like little kids, kids way younger than us, kids that's like younger than five or five and up are out here losing their lives over something stupid. Like, I honestly hate violence. It's, it's too bad, especially in Chicago. And people just, people think it's okay. like shooting people out here that ain't even reached 20 yet shooting teenagers shooting babies shooting kids like the violence in chicago was just so bad like it makes no sense how bad it is uh i was i was born here i didn't i wasn't raised here but i did grow up here right so i feel like i understand that but I don't think <laughs> Okay, so I was <laughs> I was born in Chicago and then about a year after I grew up, my um family they they went to Texas. So like most of my family is down there. Most of the family like I actually know are in Texas. They're far away from here. But they did live here at one point. But like around the time that I was born everybody just was just like all right go to texas and we lived in san antonio it was it was nice and then 2014 2014 i moved back up here and you know it was decent you know i didn't i didn't really see that much of a problem even though like of course i could tell that there was violence around but I don't know. I kind of wear, um, what's that saying? What's that expression? Um, is it r r rose, rose colored sunglasses? I don't know. It's, but it's basically where like, you see what you want to see. Mm -hmm. You see, like you can either see just the bad stuff or you can see the good stuff or you can see the good and the bad stuff. And mm -hmm. you know, I usually prefer to see the good stuff, but it's like, sometimes you have to see the bad stuff. Or else you won't know what to look for when it's like actually happening next to you around. What you just said is a practice that that is the truth. That is the truth. 
but it's so far-fetched and believed with most people, especially our people, that I would never think that, uh, especially a youth would say it, at your age, maybe somebody younger, a child, because they haven't been tainted by a lot of stuff. But that is the truth. That is the truth. What he just said, we see what we want to see. And it is, a it is a perception that is that we create our realities. We do. And people don't really understand that. You know, um, they, people usually go into victim and blame or point fingers. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking responsibility yeah. for their actions. So, yeah, it's just like, because I haven't really had any, anything like super bad happen in Chicago toward me. Um, or really like any of the family that I know, except for my mom, she recently got married, right? And like um, her husband has a lot of family that's been um, going through stuff, which he talks about it. He doesn't talk to me about it, but he just talks about it to people and I just hear it and I'm like, dang, it's kind of messed up. But my thing about life is live it, right? I mean, I know that there's limitations, but sometimes, like, there doesn't have to be. Like, you know where the line is. So I say just live your life to the best of your ability. That way you're like, you know, you're, you're happy, you know? Because my personal experience, I haven't really seen much in Chicago. That's really bad. Like, I, and I live in like the worst, one of the worst neighborhoods too. I live like, on 65th and Langley, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. Exactly. I can, like, I hear about everything that goes around the house because my parents, they have the Citizen app. I'm, are y'all familiar with yeah. Citizen? I actually got a Citizen app on my phone, and it's like, it's an app that tells you about, like, all the violence that's going on around you. And, like, if something was to happen, like, it'll go straight to the app. Like, you'll get a notification if, like, somebody posts about it. People can post videos, people can add to it. And it's like, I had it a long time ago, but I deleted it, but I had downloaded it back because I feel like it could keep me updated on like what's going on and like family members up. Cause like my best friend, she, um, she was like, she texted me one day about it. She asked me like, am I in the house? I was like, yeah, why? She was like, just stay in the house and like watch your surroundings and stuff. Cause like we got like a ring doorbell. And it's like, she was like, just watch, make sure don't nobody come by your house or nothing, because police had got shot directly down the street. And it would be people just... This is happened, this was recently. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And like, people would just run around. It was notifications about some man running around with a knife, stabbing people. It's just crazy. How would you create the neighborhoods or communities that you want to see? What would you do differently to get rid of the violence, end it, change it? In this, I want to hear from everybody. My um, uncle and like my friend, they died from um, gun violence. So I feel like I just been real angry um, and stuff ever since. So um, like it's hard for me to open up to certain situations. Because, like I'm real, I've been real angry for the past couple months. So what I would do, I would change the violence. Um, Um, yeah, but I would change the violence because, I don't know, it's just crazy. If you could talk to your, to whatever family member that's transitioned, that, that, that was killed, 
what would you say differently or do differently with that particular family member teaching? I don't know, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I try to have, like, more communication, but I don't know, it's just crazy. Something that I would do is take away guns permanently. Like, even, like, I know some people, like, actually use guns, like, for good to defend themselves, but I would still take away guns personally because it's, like, it's, it's, it's just too crazy. And it's, like, with most of my male family members, like, and most of my male friends, I talk to them all the time. Like, most of my male friends would probably go out late at night or go out late at night and do something stupid with another family. I'd be like, no, no. Like, I, I'd literally stay on the phone and make them stay in the house because... I don't, I don't be trying to take no chances. And even with my male family members, when they be trying to go out doing stupid stuff, I be like, no, you not gonna go outside. Like I will call your mama and tell her to make sure that you stay in the house because if I was to lose one of my family members or friends, like I, I'd probably go crazy. Imagine if more sisters, aunties, girlfriends were doing what you do. Yep. You say, how old are you? 15. 16. Miss Ma'am. 15. Okay. Talk to y'all straight. We got gifts. We created this world. All comes from us. And it all starts with black women. Right? Anything that comes from you should not be ever, just ever disrespecting you. And if so, you have to know that you have the power to change it. So that gift that you got all y'all know what I'm talking about. There's an energy. Take the, take the freakish part out of it and let's just look at the energy that's there. Because that's a place that comes, of that whole is a creation. You're creating. So because of that energy, you can take that energy and have it travel and change it. Be positive. Cut it off. You can say no. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can share that with your other sisters, with other girls. We can change this by the power of the lower chakra. Start communicating with your sisters. The ones that you really want to communicate with are the ones you don't like. You know why? Because those are the main ones that are out there having males think that it's okay to be the way they are. For instance, if a guy, if you know that there's a guy that's talking to this girl over here, and even if you don't care for that girl, but because she's a, a girl, a woman, another woman, and you respect yourself, even if you like that guy, you ain't go, you ain't go, you gonna make him step his game up. You wanna holler at me? What you need to do, bro? You know what you need to do. You're not going to disrespect her even if you don't like her. That's how you create realities. Now you got some more other shit you got to deal with. With your own heart, with this, this family over here heart, and with this man. Why? Because we have the control, ladies. Don't let them fool you. And this right here, if I can tell every young black girl this and really make y'all believe it and know it, could you imagine that black women, especially y'all show us how to do it, younger girls who don't look the same. Y'all don't even rock. Y'all don't wear the same stuff. Y'all don't like the same stuff. But when it comes to certain things, yo, 
And so a part of destroying a people is to confuse the mind of the women first. Then the girls. You, you have a lot of power. And don't ever let this world tell you different because that's what they don't want you to know. You ain't never seen anything come out of a man's rib, have you? Have you? But a bone. You seen a child come out of a man's rib? Oh, okay. Talk to your sisters. I find in Chicago, when you tell people they can't do something, what they do? They trying to do it. <laughs> they trying to show you wrong or prove you wrong. Oh, you going to get that? So you can use to change and have them doing what you want them to do. But this ain't just us. This is all of us. This is all of our effort. So that, that the violence over there in your neighborhood and on my block, <laughs> the ones that want to come and kick my ass on my block because I stand up and I say I won't waver. I say, no, you can't fix no cars on this block over here <laughs> in front of my house. Go in front of your house. Stuff like that. Oh, I be, you know, you, now you want to fight because I'm telling you in front of my house? No. And then I'm going to school you on it. What can you all share or something that you all feel like the older generation should know? generation like to us now I honestly feel like yes you should be hard on us like be like like semi strict with us like make us understand stuff but I would say don't don't be too strict like don't make your child feel like they can't come to you because I would say that this generation now yes I like honestly me myself we're bad with communication like we never want to go to certain adults because we feel like we're gonna get judged or we feel like we gonna get in trouble. Like, say for instance, if like a female was to come to you about a boy that she liked, and like she go to her mama or something, like, and we be like, no, you're too young to have feelings. You don't need to like him. Da da da. That just shuts us out, shuts us down, make us just want to be cold, like just a cold-hearted person, and not want to open up. Like, I honestly feel like that's that's one of the things with females in this generation. Like, we never want to open up about certain things because. If we try to go to our parents about it and they shut us down, like, then we feel like we can't go to nobody. If we can't go to our parents, who can we go to? And that's one thing I still have with my daughter to this day. Yeah. Open communication. That's why I was Tell like, me anything. Exactly. That's why I was like, and, how you treat your child? But good. one thing parents need to stop doing, whatever you share with your child, boy or girl, keep it to him. You and them. Exactly. Don't go back right. telling them family, oh, she like this boy. Right. Ain't none of their business. Exactly. Now, your business all over the family, girl. You don't need that. Whatever my daughter told me, I don't go back and tell her mother. Nothing. Because that's between me and her. Right. She would have told moms. <laughs> that's right. My mom, she's that type of person. Like, if you tell her something, she's going to most she will most definitely go tell my dad about it. But if I was to go tell my dad, if I was to tell my dad about it first, and I'd be like, please don't tell nobody about this. Like, can we just have this one-on-one -on -one conversation? Like, he'll keep it to himself. But like, my mom would sit there and tell the whole family about it, and I would legit hear her. Like, she could be in the room next to me, and I'll just be telling her about something, or we'd just have like a little argument. And she'd be like, oh, she be talking about this and that and this and that and this and that. And then here come the whole family calling me, asking me about the situation, yes. talking about some, oh, you can't do that, or you can't do that. And it's like, oh, you're being disrespectful. But I'm like, I, I was just like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I didn't make it, I'm sorry if I made it seem that way. 
But it's like all I wanted to do was talk to, like, I have a one-on-one conversation with my mom, and it seems like every time I do that, she tries to turn it into an argument or make it seem like I'm the issue. And it's just like I, I, I can't trust – if I can't trust my like trust myself to tell my mom about this stuff or anybody else without them telling everybody, like, I'd rather just keep it to myself. I established that with my daughter and son at an early age where they can trust me. Let me say this. What you're saying is we, each of us have gone through that, but I do believe that it's taken a different type of height. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's obvious that it's taken a different type of height. Especially with this. And yeah. so. When people put their business out on Facebook. One thing <laughs> I will say is that that's why we create groups like this, because we know that. It's a, and it's a whole bunch more. Neither. I'm going to give you another example, just real simple. When the guys, like growing up, when they say like the guys that didn't have fathers and they pretty much grew up, grew up in the streets, then you had like the, the, the gang leaders that would be schooling them or telling them or teaching them. When they took a lot of the ones that had sense off the streets, them guys didn't have that anymore. They didn't have anybody to talk to. They didn't have any of that. So now uh, where do you go and what do you do? Again, so you have programs like this. Because we know that we're here for you to trust, that's one. Two, that's why when I do come in these programs, I teach self-reliance. Because when you know self, you see others. You then begin to find your kin. Your kin ain't always your blood. You have your spiritual family and you got your blood family. And it took me to move back to Chicago. So I, I lived in Atlanta for years, over 20 some years. And I just moved back about three years ago. So me moving back, this what I'm doing all this is me changing the scenario in my community. So I'm not just talking to y'all, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing the work for my community as well as I'm working for your community. As We want y'all to take these tools and use them, share them. So you all can learn to think and heal yourselves and you attract the people that are like you to help you heal. Because when you, like, you're sitting around in your, your circles and friends, you learn new things. You may learn a new way of dealing with a problem. That's one. Two, or three, that's three. Okay, so that was two. So three, this thing with moms, and this is a big thing, ladies, is we, are, we have to connect to our, our mothers. I had a major issue with communicating with my mom, my lifestyle, who I am, my sexuality. She couldn't handle it. Older. Did the best she can. To let you all know, I'm 46. I'll be 47 this year. I've been away from Chicago since the age of 13. I've traveled back and forth like a college student ever since then. So this is me now living back with my family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In this scenario and fix, but I found my spiritual family and extended family out. So coming back here, I had that. But I'm coming back to teach my family something different because your mom does not know how. She only knows what she knows. You love her. Remember what I told y'all? Y'all came to teach us. You have to know that. Whether she's ready to accept it or not, that's why I come to teach y'all who y'all are. Let me show you who you are so you can be comfortable and confident in yourself. Then when you deal with moms, you, ex- you already know she coming like that, so you re- already know what to expect, and you can deal with her. 
and you can deal with her and show her. And soon, something, she gonna start to see, you know what, that might not be the right, you know, she gonna start changing how she deals and approach you because she loves you and want the relationship with you. But I'm telling y'all, y'all came here to teach us. That's what this world is now. Y'all feel me? So I feel you on that. I can, and, and as old as I am, I'm still, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of things that I had to just stop thinking that I was going to get from my mother because she didn't know how. She just didn't. That's just what she knows. No matter how much it hurt, no matter how much I even went through the whole thing, well, well I'm telling you what I want, why you can't figure it out? You know, I'm telling you. I know how to articulate it for whatever emotional reasons, whatever reasons you don't know what it, whatever things your mother went through. And you don't know people, her life. You know what I'm saying? And some the people are just stuck in their ways, too. Which, and for me, I feel like a lot of times when I say that, when people get stuck in their ways, I really feel like it's because they have had something real yeah, to happen. What I find is when you learn stuff like that, now you have a, a, a different type of compassion for your parents. You understand them differently. And now you're able to teach better. So I am challenging you to do something different with your mother when you approach her. If you choose to approach her, choose to do, choose to share with her differently. Instead of you sharing with her personally, you call, call up everybody she call up. Call them up like, yo, I wanna talk to y'all. <laughs> or maybe it's something that you might not be happy that your mother's doing. Yo, I wanna talk to the family. Or whoever it is she be calling. You take that, take that approach. I'm just throwing things out there. You feel me? But to not talk is the death of us. So we gotta find a way. You gotta communicate. You have to communicate. And we as parents must set the tone for that. Exactly. We have to. Well, I'm glad to be in this piece. And I hope what I you know, suggest to you guys on being your own person, just take it. Take it with you to high school, college, whatever. Never be a follower. Never. Analyze situations. Analyze people in your life. Analyze the people you want a relationship with, too. And just stay prayerful. Remember, God's in control. Thank y'all so much for sharing the information y'all shared. Y'all don't know how y'all touched my heart. Again, thank you all. And on that note, y'all, we out. Peace. That was our teenage girls and guy of a Journey to Manhood's summer work program. Tell me there was not a wealth of knowledge that these young folks just dropped on us. How often are we, as adults, trying to control our children, trying to live our lives through them, wanting them to do as I say, not as I do? Wait till you hear the next group of youth from our summer program. An awesome group of young folk, okay? I was so happy to hear the young sister talk about her relationship between her and her mother. Because 
women, black women, we need to listen to each other. Stop having so much of an attitude and so angry about what we're not getting and what who's doing what to us and all this shit that's so unfair and to see how we play a part in this creation. Stop raising your daughters as if you are the victim. And we wonder why so many of our girls are victims. Okay? Where are they getting that knowing from? So you have to own your shit first so that your child can then see theirs and start to own theirs. What I had to do was to go and get me fixed first. And even after that, coming home and dealing with my family, still I see shit that is difficult for me to move through because it's difficult for my mother to move through. These things are real. Now I am consciously making a choice to take on this challenge with my family because I came here purposely to change the narrative. And it is happening. And it becomes difficult for people to be accountable. Remember the word of the year, accountability. And I truly wonder where my people will be when they see and finally realize that, oh, I created this. None of us really want to accept that we create the very things that hurt us. We're hurting ourselves. So mothers, start listening to your daughters instead of talking at them. Start loving your daughters as you want to be loved. Maybe you don't know how, but you know what you want. And understand, they came to this planet to live their lives, not yours. So what worked for you may not work for them. But when you listen and you love and you know thyself, you shall see your child. You know those things. You don't have to run to a Bible or Quran or any other book to tell you how to love your child, when you love thyself, know thyself. I also spoke on, in another episode, I spoke about the love that Cuban men have for their children. And, I, and I, when I tell you that the way Cuban men love their daughters, it will, I, I swear, every woman will probably want one. <laughs> because they, from the, before they even, reach before they reach the planet they have done work on knowing who their child is once their child get here they're so happy so proud that this is something that i produced i would love to see that kind of love over here and it starts with us women we got to start loving our sons and raising them which means not sitting them in front of a television to babysit them or doing things for them like tying their shoes because they can't do it themselves. That's how it starts. Allowing them to play video games all day. <laughs> That's how it starts. We allow electronics to be parents instead of humans and parents being parents. And you wonder why they're insensitized. 
unsensitized. Why they don't listen. Why the only thing they respond to is violence. Come on. And I honestly don't make this as a blanket statement because I will stand corrected by my nephew who is a computer genius. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with his viewing or playing of uh, video games is a study. What I am saying, parents, is that we can't use that as an excuse or as a tool to babysit or to not do the things that we don't feel like doing. I know that it becomes hard when a male child is so defiant and trying to teach them skills. Trust. I spent years doing it and became really good at it. So by no means... Am I blaming or saying that this is something that is easy? What I am saying is that it is something that has to be done and it has to be done differently. This is how we create our realities. I'd like to thank all my sponsors and monthly supporters. You all be sure to stay tuned to hear the rest of our youth from our summer program, A Journey to Manhood's Safe Summer Passage. These youth are teaching us how to raise them. Let's go. And on that note, y'all, I'm out. Yeah, Feels my being to be choked in the throat. A reason for living. It is like everyone I might see adversity penetrating my communities, creating perceptions that we need to be freed. Source energy. Yeah. Source, source, spirit, source, 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 source